0: Welcome to the Loco Podcast by Locomotion Fitness, where our coaching team covers all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and recovery-related in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. What's up guys, Coach Jay here with Locomotion Fitness. We are here for a long overdue episode of the Loco Podcast. This is something that we have tried intermittently to roll out over the years and have not been able to get it to stick. Uh, But hopefully as we grow and have a, a better ability to really dig into why we do what we do and how we do what we do. We wanna be able to share more things with you that are going to be helpful both in and out of the gym. So to get this thing back kicked off again, I am here today with somebody that you guys will not recognize. So this is Coach Mike and he is brand new to Charleston, moved down from New York City and is here to be our new head coach and manage our personal training department and really be the man that is going to help make sure that our gym continues to deliver awesome coaching and help you guys achieve your goals and um, be happy humans and kick ass 90 year olds so Mike, thanks for being here with me brother. Yeah, absolutely. pleasure to be here. Um, so talk to me what uh, what brought you down? Why are you why are you here?
1: So, originally, um, I think the biggest thing for me was the the weather, uh, which the past couple of days has definitely not uh, not lived up to what I thought it would be. But um, I'm from New York City. Um, like Jay said, I grew up on Long Island for most of my, my adolescent life. I uh, lived in central New York for a while, so I've been in the cold my whole life. Um, I just need... Needed some, some warmer weather. That was kind of the big thing. And then, uh, just the people, you know, I got tired of the the grind of New York city. So yeah. looking for a little slower pace, nicer people, nice weather, all the, the good
0: stuff Charleston has to offer. Well, I promise like 90% of the time we have those things. I Happened to catch a week that was <laughs> a, a little bit chillier. Um, were you always a coach? How long have you been coaching? What, do you, what have you been doing on that front?
1: So I, yes, I've always been a coach, not necessarily in group fitness. Uh, my, my professional background started in strength and conditioning. So right after my undergrad, I interned and then coached at Penn State, um, got into team sports. That was kind of my original goal. Strength and conditioning was kind of always a passion of mine. I was, I've been an athlete my whole life. And then I think for me, it was the light bulb, You know, I think my junior year of college I started seeing real results from training instead of just practice. And I was like, wow, this actually does make a difference. You know, I never really took working out super seriously until I had a legitimate strength coach. So I changed my major to kinesiology, uh, got into strength conditioning and then took off from there. I got into coaching, uh, group fitness when I started competing in CrossFit, started doing it on the side. I was always teaching, you know, teams and, and individual athletes. And then I was like, this is, I like this methodology. I like strength conditioning. How can I mash the two together?
0: And then kind of took off from there. Man, that opened a host of questions for me already. So first thing for the uninitiated, what's the difference between like strength and conditioning and just like group fitness, like what we do here?
1: Yeah. So strength and conditioning, you know, traditionally you're talking about, you know, old school principles of just basically how can I make my body work better for for sports essentially. Um, you know, we our main goal for athletes is how can I keep them on the field, right? It's it's injury prevention is impossible. People are gonna get hurt. It's gonna happen, but how can we mitigate those injuries and and make them less frequent? And how can I make athletes come back faster? That was kind of that's your main purpose. So you're doing stuff that, you know, everything's unilateral, one leg, one arm, you know, a lot of midline work, stuff like that you're training for essentially a different, a different purpose. Someone that comes in off the street that is sedentary and wants to just have a better lifestyle, their goals are obviously going to be different than, you know, a collegiate athlete. So it's just kind of different principles. Um, I think you, you get into more of a inefficiency um, kind of, kind of mindset when you're, when you're working with, with strength and conditioning with athletes and with group fitness, you kind of get into more of a, how can I, how can I help
0: people just make their lives a little bit better? Okay. So strength and conditioning is, is really just about maximizing performance in a given aspect of life. Whereas, whereas here you think we're more just sort of broad, broad, broad. Trying to improve life at large?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people that come into the gym in general don't necessarily have a, they might want to say, hey, I want to get pull ups or I want to get push ups, but I think everyone's overall goal is to get healthier mm-hmm. as it should be. So, you know, the the mindset or how we coach, you know, is, is a little bit different. Got it. Cause it's such, it's more performance driven.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> um, so you mentioned the difference in integrating some training time versus just practice time. So what is the difference i think people have a hard time wrapping their their mind around what is the difference between training and practice right because that's something we talk about in the gym as well where we've got certain if we look at the 10 general physical skills in crossfit we talk about four of those being developed through training right things like strength and cardio and then four of those being developed through practice agility accuracy balance and coordination so like what are In your world what were the difference in in training versus practice time
1: yeah so you when you you train you can you know everyone throws around the word like sport specific or you know stuff like that but you nothing is essentially going to be sport specific you can train as hard as you want to you know doing movements that are going to you know mimic what you do on the field or on the court but actually doing those things is a totally different animal right so if you take someone you know your your general population someone that just you know casually likes to run or likes to do a 5k here and there we can train them to have stronger legs build muscular endurance in their lower body but there's different stimulus when you're actually out there running so they're going to get different results from training than they are from actually actually running so there needs to be a balance between both but our goal i think is to get them more
0: efficient for what they want to do outside our doors got it so training is, is more like developing muscle tissue, like trying to cause physiological changes in the body. Whereas practice is sort of applying those changes to the specific skill that they're using. percent, We're right. trying to
1: get them results for that practice.
0: So do you notice you said sort of, there's a lot of things that you focus on in the strength and conditioning world, be that trunk work, unilateral stuff. Do you see, potential carryover into a setting like ours here at Loco? Like, is that something that, that regular folks need to work on too? Or do you think those are separate categories? Is this a hole in the group training world that people just aren't addressing because it's not sexy, it doesn't feel good, whatever reason, like, what are your, what is the carryover, if any, between strength and conditioning and, and this world?
1: Yeah. I I think there, there should be a, a monster carryover. I think the, the biggest, Reason why it hasn't happened, I think, is because of time constraints and and you know group size and you know maybe equipment limitations or whatever. But I think everyone should be not necessarily training like a you know a collegiate athlete, but training in a way that's going to make uh, may just make them a better human being, right? Most of the stuff we do is essentially off one leg, right? Walking, running, all that stuff happens off one foot. I don't know why you'd want to train off two for your entire life, right? Or using one arm, you know, it, it's the same thing. You, you want to basically everyone throws around the word functional, you know. Um you can make an argument I guess that everything in the world is functional, right? But The stuff that we're doing in the gym traditionally for group fitness classes doesn't necessarily, you know, lead to being a better 90 year old or being able to, you know, help your grandkids, you know, play outside and stuff like that. So I think there, yeah, there definitely is a gap between traditional group
0: fitness and, you know, if you want to call it functional strength and conditioning training. Did you do anything when you were at Brick? So Brick NYC is the gym that Mike is is coming down to us from. Are, are, were you doing anything there to try and fill that hole that you saw? Like, what did you start at Brick to, to help address some of that?
1: Sure. So when I started at Brick, uh, we had essentially two main classes. We had our CrossFit class, which was, you know, basically what we were known for. Uh, I think we were pretty big in the CrossFit space back then. And we had our, what we called our BX class, which is essentially a boot camp class. And that class was... You know, for lack of a better word, what we, our CrossFit athletes used for their active recovery day. Or we had people off the street that were intimidated by CrossFit, they took BX or took boot camp. Mm-hmm. What we did when I was there was introduce a class essentially in the middle, which we called BFit, which was our strength and conditioning class. The biggest difference um, for that class was the middle portion of what a traditional CrossFit class would be, was what our strength work. Everything was tempo. Everything was, you know, essentially it had some kind of time component, but it was not, the emphasis wasn't on moving a lot of weight fast. The emphasis was on quality of movement. Tempo was huge. Uh, we did a lot of dumbbell, kettlebell. There was no maxing out essentially, right? We were working off, you know, building heavy sets, but with certain progressions that, that led to you know, proper gains that we're going to, you know, translate over time. It wasn't, you know, just let's go as heavy as possible. And, and all right, next week we're going to try to go heavier. It it wasn't that. And the accessory work is what I think most people got the most benefit from.
0: Got it. So it's, let's, uh, it's a perfect segue into programming talk a little bit here. What do you think is, is important in programming? What do you, you know, what are the sort of, things that you like to see often in programming, the the foundation of how a program is built. Sure. So I think there, you know, there are the main lifts that we talk about, the basic lifts,
1: you know, your your squats, your deadlifts, stuff like that, I think are super important. I think if we want to get better at those lifts, I think accessory work is the key. I think that's the problem that most, even just personal trainers have, why their clients aren't making gains over a long period of time is that's the, that's the piece that they're missing is the accessory, right? That's, that's what's also going to stop us from getting injured. And, you know, again, lead to bigger gains. Tempo work is huge, especially if you have someone that does have injuries, someone older, you know, older population, we can make a lot of changes just through tempo. I think a lot of people also kind of realize that you don't have to go crazy heavy all the time, you know, especially with COVID, you know, we did, these zoom workouts and, and stuff. Like I'm sure most people say, did. Yeah. And we had a lot of people in the beginning that were using pots and pans or a water jug for weights. And I think, I mean, I did a whole six month program just on zoom, just no equipment, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people started realizing like, Oh, Holy crap. I can, I can do this, yeah. you know, with, uh, with no weights, just by using tempo, time under tension
0: and, and traditional strength <laughs> and conditioning principles and not just throwing
1: heavyweight around all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had people that got stronger and leaner mm-hmm. in that time that they were away from the gym, which was absolutely mind boggling yeah. to them. And the best, I and to me a little bit, but the best I can tell is that A, they were more consistent because yeah. they had more time and they had the ability to hit these workouts at home. And B, they were focused on their nutrition because again, they were home and they were able to eat good food. And yeah. like body composition changes are food, 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 you know, yeah. that's sort of the name of the game. Okay, um, on the programming side of the house, do you think that what do you see in other programs that that are potential problem areas? Let's let's a- approach it from that way. Sure. So, so yeah. what are some things that are red flags for you that maybe um, you think is a gym shouldn't be doing or a bad idea for general population folks?
1: The there are definitely gyms that you you know people say they leave a gym. Oh, I didn't like the programming. Um, Most people, I think, I think most people probably most, I would say general population don't know the difference between great programming and good programming, Mm -hmm. but they do know bad programming, Mm -hmm. right? So I think what what most people would consider bad programming, I think random programming is a big problem. Mm -hmm. I I, I know gyms that they have a different coach program every day. The coach has there in the morning, he makes up the workout or she makes up the workout and and that's a problem. You know, you need some kind of plan. I think for, for someone with a low training age, yeah, they're going to make gains no matter what. In terms of keeping them healthy, I think that's, that's a real big red flag is randomization. You need to have some kind of overarching, you know, even if you're not, if you're not really strong with periodization, I think you need to have some kind of plan. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big problem to me. And what is
0: periodization for the uninitiated?
1: So you, you basically, you have your year and you can, you know, even if you're not training for something, you know, you, you have something that you're building towards. Let's say if we're going to test in January, right, you can basically take down your year and break it into you know, your four quarters and then break that down even further into a month weekly, you know, a, a period of, of training and what you're doing in that period should reflect what your overarching goal is. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think a lot of gyms don't really have an, a goal in mind. They're just saying, Oh, well, we didn't do legs yesterday. Let's go heavy squats today. Sure, And that, that's
0: a problem. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and just so all of you guys are aware, this is something that Mike and I are, are, are going to be looking at and sitting down and talking about our ways to make sure that our programming is in line with the, the vision and values of LOCO, right? Like we are really, really big on performance outside of the gym. I could really care less if you can squat 300 pounds or you can run a seven minute mile. And so we need to make sure that what we have you doing in the gym is going to help you be healthy and safe over the long haul. And those of you that were at LOCO's beginnings when I was still doing the programming for the first two years or so, um, Mike and I program in a very, very similar way. So lots of holds, lots of carries, lots of unilateral movement, lots of rotational exercises. Um, These are things that are when integrated with some good strength work and some good conditioning pieces are really going to round out your training and make sure that you don't get hurt and that you're able to do the things in your life that you really really love um what do you think are some other areas of opportunity like what are some other places that you think you can help us out here at at Loca? you know like what are some other objectives that you have and and we're gonna cut Mike a little slack here. Cause he doesn't, he's only been here a few days, literally doesn't know a ton about the gym and, and how things are operating beyond the, you know, month that we were going back and forth beforehand, getting down here. Um, but from the little that you do know, what are some other areas that you think are, are potential opportunities to help?
1: Yeah. So I think just on the, on the floor itself, you know, in, in the group fitness side, I kind of want to just give the coaches. So, you know, like I said before, my, my background is not in group fitness, like my background is in strength and conditioning. So when I made the transition to group fitness, you know, essentially full time, I think the biggest benefit for me was I had a kind of a different point of view in terms of training. So the queuing that I was doing was different than someone that's probably a traditional CrossFit coach. The things that I saw, you know, were probably a little bit different than what, what someone that maybe just started, got their personal training cert and then went right into their crossfit level one so and there's nothing wrong with that i think it's just different Mm -hmm. and different cues help different people so i I think just having that different point of view uh i think will help you know the the coaches to help the members right Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of the biggest thing on the on the group side on the floor and then same thing on the on the personal training one on one side i think i can give them kind of a more well-rounded programming point of view and then to try to teach them how to create a program that is going to, that can benefit everybody, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can put a lot of movements together and make a really good workout. That's very different than making a really good program.
0: Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And the way I'm thinking about this is, is Mike is going to coach the coaches so that they can coach you better. Um, ultimately is, is what it boils down to in my brain. And that doesn't mean he's never gonna be on the floor. He's gonna be coaching some classes here and there. He'll probably do some personal training. He's certainly gonna come up with some, some programs, right? Like we've got hypertrophy coming um, and, and I could definitely see getting some, some, some new class types rolling based on some things that we identify in the gym that we need to focus and, and work on and yeah. develop. Um, outside of the gym space, what is a goal that you have? Like, what, what's something you're working on f- over the next year? Let's call it. Like, is it just sort of getting your bearing in a new town? Is it um, like personally? Just what are you working on right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me right now, the biggest thing is trying to find out how to get around this place. <laughs>
0: I. You uh, got to teach you how to
1: dodge the trains. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I've not I've had a hard time finding everything so so far. Yeah. So that I think is step one. Uh, I would like to hit the beach as much as possible. That is, that is for sure. We had a a really good crew of, um, of people up north that we did some, a lot of stuff, you know, we were really big into, you know, surfing, biking, that kind of stuff. I, I, it'd be awesome to kind of find that kind of group down here as well and just get back into, you know, outdoor stuff that we can't do all year long in, in New York. Yeah,
0: dude, that's, you got, uh, year-round surfing here. Like now we're in wetsuit season, but still possible. (laughs) It feels feels great. Um, Last thing, what is one thing that you wish people knew more commonly around their training or nutrition? Like what's one really common mistake that you see people make that you wanna try and help people change?
1: Yeah, I think kind of like what we touched on before is you don't have to go really heavy to get strong. I think people don't utilize time under tension enough. I think, you know, I've said this in classes before. If you ever had a coach that told you that going heavy is the way to get strong, then get rid of that coach immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think time under tension is something that's not utilized nearly enough in in any kind of training. So I think that's something that people should know. And I think, you know, in the, the holistic approach, ask somebody. A lot of people go on online and, you know, and read stuff, but we have coaches here for a reason and we have the staff and we're working on, you know, ma- giving you guys the best staff we can possibly make, so use them. Sure. I think that's the biggest thing for people. They're afraid to ask for help and they'd much quicker do a Google search and they will to say, Hey, I don't know what to eat. You know, can you help me out? Definitely.
0: Yeah, I feel like our job 10 years ago was providing people the knowledge, yeah. right? It, just because it wasn't out there. Now there's, there's too much so much crap out <laughs> yeah. there. And now our job is to sort through what's yes. true and what's not true. And, and unfortunately, for somebody that's not an expert, just like you wouldn't Google, like if your engine exploded, you you probably wouldn't try and figure out that on your own. Uh, We're talking about your body here. So a little more important than your car engine. And yet people hop on Google and try and figure out how to dissect their body. And you just don't know what's true and what's not true. Yeah. All right, guys, um, we're gonna wrap that up here. Thank you for joining us hopefully this will be something that we're going to get out a couple times a month. So try and get consistent on different topics, different coaches, um, different things that that you want to know more about. So if you like this, make sure you let us know, provide some feedback, um, and we will stay on it for you. I am Coach Jay with Coach Mike. Um, thanks for being here with me, brother. Absolutely. Look forward to helping you guys out. All right, guys. We'll talk next time. Thanks for listening to the Loco Podcast, where our goal is to turn you into a kick-ass 90-year-old and help you do lots of cool stuff along the way. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend. When you're ready for your individualized fitness and nutrition prescription, head on over to locomotionfit.com and click the free intro button to learn more.